Welcome to the Apostasy Show, hosted by JLB. This presentation is being streamed via the Dark Matter Digital Network in association with the Infinite Plane Society. You can find all our episodes at the website apostasyshow.com. There, you can also leave audio messages to be played during the show. New episodes are streamed every Monday beginning at 12 p.m. U.S. Eastern Standard Time. The Apostasy Show is an entirely independent production made possible by supporters from all around the world. Check out apostasyshow.com to find out how you can get involved by sharing your treasure, your time, or your talent. But what is apostasy? Apostasy is the act of giving up your religion or political beliefs and leaving behind a religion or a political party. Apostasy is embracing an opinion that is contrary to one's previous religious beliefs. One who undertakes apostasy is also known as an apostate. Basically, apostasy is the act of leaving behind your old belief system. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. If you have begun to peer behind the curtain, then you probably realize that you were taught things as a child which are simply not true. And you probably also realize that if you simply question the orthodoxy of our day, it can make the regular folk around you rather uncomfortable. Some people are not ready for these kinds of conversations, and in many cases, they never will be. But here at The Apostasy Show, we're making apostasy great again. It's okay to question what we think we know, and that's the whole point of The Apostasy Show. Now here's your host, JLB. Yes, thank you, Serena. It is great to be back here at The Apostasy Show, episode number eight on the 5th of April, 2021. This is the 10th show that we've done here, and the 8th official show, and we've got so much to talk about today. The two main topics that I'm hoping to get time to talk about, usury, that is lending money at interest, expecting people to pay back more money. Is this, uh, is this a good thing, is it a bad thing? <clears throat> Pardon me, because the, uh, the masses, the normies, tend to believe that it's totally okay, because they need the money to buy the house. So they buy the house, and then over the next 25 or 30 years, they pay back double, maybe triple the original price of the house. And they think that's totally cool, which maybe it is. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about, among other things, the truth movement, because there's a lot of people out there, God bless them. They believe that they're part of some movement to change the world. They believe they're going to bring down NASA because of all of NASA's lies. Or they believe they're going to bring down CNN, or they believe they're going to bring down Dr. Fauci or uh, the quack scenes, or whatever, right? What's the movements out there? Are these movements legitimate? Where are they going? Where are these movements going? Where are you moving to? What's, the, what's next on your... How are you going to get there? You know what I'm trying to say? Do you have any uh, benchmarks? Do you have any metrics to measure your success month on month, year on year? What's the end goal with your movement? Who's part of the movement? And who isn't part of the movement? We'll talk about those things and so much more. Of course, this is the Apostasy Show, so let's go through a couple of uh, key things here. We've got some ma- I've got a mailbag message to read out today. Looking forward to reading this one out. This one comes to us from Dirty Benny. And Dirty Benny, pardon me, my, uh, I need to clear my throat, give me a second. <clears throat> pardon me, Dirty Benny wants to talk about ultrasound. Now, this came up in last week's episode, and it's come up a little bit at JohnTheBond.com recently. So I'm sure we'll talk about that. Of course, this is being streamed through the Dark Matter Digital Network, Every time I check out this website, there's new shows, new things. I recommend you check it out. Link in the info box below, darkmatter.radio. And as Serena explained to you, it's a whole network now, and this is being streamed through that network. This is in association with the Dark Matter digital network. So go and check them out. They've got a bookstore. They've got 
all kinds of things, go and check that out. And if you haven't already done so, do check out the Infinite Plane Society Patreon. For a few dollars a month, you get to join the greatest meme factory in this scene, bar none, period. So links to that in the info box below as well. Now let's just make sure that the audio is coming through okay. My unofficial producers there in the live stream chat. Mike G says, uh, yay. Empress Infinite says that uh, the Penguin crew are ready with their coffees. Of course, what is it in America? It's uh, midday US Eastern. So what is it, 9 a.m.? On the west, I guess. Uh, let's see. Audio sounds good, Cubstar. Alpha 4 says it's good. 200 says it's good. All right, good. That means we can get on with the show. So this is Apostasy. I'm coming to you from beautiful Bansko, Bulgaria. And what we try and do is go through these lists, 37 things normies believe. And we're up to number 20. So if you're new to the show, we've gone through the previous 19 things that normies believe in the previous episodes. And we're also trying to go through 37 things conspiratards believe. But we haven't made as much progress on that one. We're only up to number five. So let's first take a look at 37 things normies believe usury is necessary and or beneficial for societies in which it is legal or practice. Let me just scroll so that's the, the thing you can see the best there. Maybe zoom in a little bit. There we go. That'll have to do. So you can see that there at the bottom of your screen. Usury is necessary or beneficial for societies in which it is legal practiced. So what is usury? You guys know what it is. You go to a bank and they lend you, for argument's sake, $1,000. And then they say, you've got to pay that back over the next 12 months. Pay us 100 bucks a month and we'll call it even. So by the end of the 12 months, it's $1,200 you've paid. But you only borrowed 1000 So why do you have to pay them extra 200 Well, because they lent you the money. So this is what makes it worth their while. They want to get some, some money back for the, invest, for the risk they're taking. Now, me personally, man, I, I don't really see a problem with that. In theory, I don't really see a problem with it. It's like, well, I'm, I've got this money. I'm not using it. You want it? Okay, but there's a chance you might not pay it back. So let's just make sure that you pay back more than that. Because if I do this over and over again, some guy's going to stooge me. How about you uh, You pay me back some of that money uh, extra? I don't really see a problem with that in and of itself. Here's the issue, though. Here's the issue. If you've got all of these businesses taking out loans and all of these households taking out loans, mortgages for their house, car loans for their car, credit cards. I mean, what's the average credit card debt today? What is the average credit card debt today? You know what? Why don't we go and find out? I'm going to go and look that up on my Googles. Google.com. What is the average household credit card debt? Let's find out. And of course, it's going to be a a study or a statistic, you know, via Google, you have to take it with a grain of salt. But I think it might be somewhat indicative of what people tend to be in debt today. Let's go to statista.com. This is the top link. Let me put this up on the screen for you lovely people at home. Let's put it up uh, here. Paste and go. Average credit card debt per household in the United Kingdom between 2006 and 2019. That's a rather Larger time frame, isn't it? What's all this nonsense? Get off my screen. Oh, you cheeky buggers. Oh, there we go. Oh, you see, this is what I'm talking about. Google searches used to be way more useful than they are today. It has changed rapidly, in my opinion. Like, I'm talking the last 12 months. Maybe the last six months, even. How about bankofengland.co.uk? Let's see what they have to say. Let's find out. Paste and go. Of course, many of you are listening to this on delay, and uh, in your case, I'm going to explain to you what we see on the screen. But for those of you watching at home, let's take a look at this. 
Total number of sterling approvals secured on dwellings. Leading secured on housing. Like, but this isn't what I'm looking for. When did Google get so crap? It's like they're playing a joke on me, mate. Alright, let's go to the next link. Creditconnect.co. No, nerdwallet, fool.co. The Guardian. Alright, The Guardian. Let's try The Guardian. Maybe they will not be terrible. Probably be ads all up to the wazoo, but just give me something to look at. Goodness gracious me. So this is from The Guardian. How many times do they have to ask you to accept the cookies? Yeah, I accept the cookies. Okay? Alright, let's have a look here. Average UK household debt now stands at record £15,000. This article is two years old. It was from January 7, 2019. Let's zoom in for those of you at home. Britain's household debt mountain has reached a new peak, with UK homes now owing an average of £15,000 to credit card firms, banks and other lenders. The trade union body... Yeah, but does it include mortgages? Like, if it includes mortgages, that's actually a low figure. But if that doesn't include mortgages... I mean, explain to me what this includes. Each household owed about a thousand more than it did 12 months previously. Yeah, but what's, what type of loan are we talking here, guys? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? You know what my problem is? I'm so used to reading my own articles, which are laid out nice and neatly with all the key information, easy to follow, no stupid pop-ups, no we have to accept cookies, no hey, you have to sign up. No, it's just the information's there. So now come and read to this nonsense. Tell you what, it's frustrating. But that's all right. We'll get through this credit. You know what? Let's try one more. You know what? Forget you, Google. We're going to try Bing.com. Maybe Bing can save the day. Hey, Bing, let me ask you a question. Credit card debt average household. Let's try that. <laughs> debt movement. Step help free. Fool.co.uk. It's, it's pretty much the same freaking results, man. What is going on here? What, what the? It's like they're playing a joke on me. It's like... Now, I know this isn't the case. But if I didn't know better, I'd think that for the last couple of months, there's been some joke played on me. What if we mess up all of his search results? To see how long it takes him to get so pissed off he stops doing searches. Because this is not the... This, this happens over and over. I just want to know the average. And I don't, I don't even expect it to be the truth. I just want your story. Average household credit card. Hey, I know it's going wrong. My VPN is set to the UK. <laughs> Maybe if I set my VPN to... I'm not going to change the VPN during the stream. It might affect something. So we're, we're stuck with these freaking British search results. Average household credit card debt. Let's just try this one more time, guys. It's the same results. What is wrong with these people? Goodness gracious me. All right, let's find out. Here we go. Yeah, this this um, stock image. Let me put this on the screen for you guys. This stock image I have seen on so many different articles. <laughs> this lady. I hope she got paid the right amount for taking this photo because I see this on articles all over the internet. She might be like the stock photo lady. She's like sitting there looking out into the distance. You could use this image on any news story to do with household debt, as this might be the case to do with relationships. People love reading about relationships. She looks like she's thinking, should I stay or should I go? Or did I make the wrong decision? Monkey branch into this guy. You know what I mean? You could use it for that. Anything to do with money, relationships, uh, news stories. You know, oh, people are depressed now. I mean, you, you could use this for just about any story. It's a terrific stock photo, isn't it? Now let's see what this has to say for itself. Okay. 
Credit card debt in the UK has, I think we finally found what we're looking for here, guys. Let me read this out to you. And when's this from? What's it dated to? 24 May last year, so about, about 12 months ago. It says, credit card debt in the UK has been steadily climbing since July 2013, with Britain as a whole owing $72.5 billion. I don't care. I want to know about the household. A combination of austerity and wage stagnation over the past 10 years means that the amount borrowing credit cards has continued to climb, growing at 8%. I don't care. I just want to know what the average. The stats show that each UK household has an average, here we go, guys, finally, of 2700 unpaid on credit cards with the money advice service saying that 8.3 million of us are over indebted okay so this is the figure we were looking for and it took 10 minutes 2688 is what they're claiming is the average household credit card debt now this is just what we might call a headline figure or a nominal figure i don't know if that's the average only across households with debt or only across households with credit cards so it's still it's only so useful. But let's look at this as a best case scenario. Let's look at this as being the average only in households that have debt. Okay, because this is the average across all households. Then those that have debt, it's actually higher. But let's go best case scenario. £2,700,000 on the, on the average credit card debt that someone has. That's not that bad. I thought, I thought the, the result here would be much worse. Because I remember reading for Australia, it was worse than that. That's actually not that bad, to tell you the truth. But what are they paying on that? What's their interest rate? Is it 10%, 15%, 20%? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And of course, a lot of people, they'll move their credit card debt from one place to another. They'll keep rolling it over like, join us, you get 12 months interest free. And why do the banks and credit people do this? Because they know that most people, or a lot of people, in 12 months, they'll forget to pay or they just won't pay. <laughs> they'll forget to roll it over again. Bang, now you have to pay the debt. So the point of all of this that I'm trying to make is, and I haven't made this point very well, let's be honest. Here's where I'm going with this. I don't have a problem with uh, usury prima facie, right? Like at the, at the bottom line level, I don't really have a problem with it. The issue is a lot of people are very stupid and they're taken advantage of. And next thing you know, they're paying off, uh, well, paying off, they're just trying to keep down, you know, they're just paying their million payments and they end up in basically debt bondage, don't they? But then again, no one's forcing them to take out the debt and no one's forcing them to remain stupid. In theory, anybody could try to educate themselves and improve themselves, in theory. And of course, the more people in debt bondage, in theory, the more people who will keep working menial, purposeless jobs, I mean, like no real inherent uh, goodness, but they'll keep doing it just to pay the bills. And society needs those people to keep the roads clean and to keep the coffee being made and, and uh, you know, keep the lollipop ladies standing at the, at the thing and what have you. So, I mean, I can see both sides of this. I can see both sides. I can see the people who are like, Usury is evil. You shouldn't be allowed to make money off, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I get it. And maybe for a period there, I was, that was my position years ago. On the other hand, I can see the other perspective. Eh, no one's forcing them. They want to take out the debt, let them. Some people, they love it. They go spending money on holidays, shoes, clothes. I mean, you name it. And, and they get the, the feeling of goodness, happiness. Yay, I got some clothes. Or, yay, I did this or did that. I'll worry about it later, you know. Their, their time preference is different to mine. And who am I to say that they're wrong? Are they happy? Are they happy doing what they're doing? Sure. So, I, guys, I can see both sides of the equation. Just excuse me while I drink some beautiful Bulgarian tap water. Yeah, yeah, boy. Good stuff. All right. 
Pardon me. Yes, so let me know what you think in the info box below. We're talking about usury, guys. We're talking about lending out money and expecting people to pay back that amount, the principal plus interest. That's what we're talking about. What do you guys have to say about all of this? Hold on, someone's sent me a thing. Let me go and check what this is. Better be a better be a bloody good thing. Mm, yeah, whatever. All right, so let's get back to what we were saying. Yeah, so live stream chat, guys. That's what I want to know. I want to know your opinions on all of this. What do people have to say for themselves? All right. Travis Cloud says, people believe usury is good. Jesus even knew better. Did he? Do you mean Jesus is like a... Is like a story? Is like a parable? What do you mean Jesus is in like literally some dude 2,000 years ago? Let me know in the live stream chat. Jenna Lovecraft Reeves says 3.3 grand. I think she means that's the average. That's that's about the same as what these uh, people are claiming. 2,700 pound. Uh, Travis Cloud says when you pay it back again, it ceases to exist. Yeah, the whole, you know, the way that money is created. You know, debt is the creation of money. Pay it back. It gets rid of the money. I mean, the whole money system is uh, it's a bizarre thing, isn't it? Mike G says, in practice, almost no one will educate themselves. Yeah, they don't want it. They're happy. They're happy just just doing what they're doing. And what's wrong with that? As long as they're happy, that's what matters. So that's my opinion on, on usury. I mean, like I said to 37 things the normies believe that it's necessary or beneficial. I don't believe it's necessary. I don't really believe it's beneficial, but on the flip side... I'm not so sure it's evil. I mean, I can see I can see the argument, but yeah, whatever. Now, let's move on to 37 things conspiratards believe. Oh, by the way, I want your comments, guys, in the comment section below, please. So, on to 37 things conspiratards believe. We're up to number five. Item number five on 37 things conspiratards believe. Speaking of which, this is, of course, the, uh, the thumbnail for it. There it is. 37 things conspiratards believe. And one of those things is paid shills are out to get us. I kind of modeled this on Jeffrey C. It's got the Carlos Arredondo on his shirt. Truth movement. Paid shields are out to get us. 37 things conspiratards believe. Goodness gracious me. So let's go and take a look. Number five. Number five on 37 things conspiratards believe. There are various movements rebelling against the system. And some will get somewhere soon. Yes, I think a lot of conspiratards believe this. Many of them say it directly, openly, overtly. Many of them, it might not even necessarily be a conscious thing. But deep down, this is how they justify the amount of time they waste sitting around complaining about the world. Oh no, we're not sitting around complaining, GLB. We're trying to make a, trying to make a change, trying to make a difference. How are you making a difference? We're spreading awareness. Of what? Of all the bad things that are happening. Okay, and then what happens next? Well, when everyone's aware of what's happening, then we're going to change. How are you going to change it? By spreading more awareness. <laughs> okay, there's a there's a disconnect here. I'm missing something, okay? And it could be my fault. Okay, I'm, in some ways I'm smart, but in some ways I'm actually very stupid. So maybe I'm missing something here. How does... Let's just pretend you are spreading awareness, by the way. Let's just pretend that's true, which it isn't. But let, for the sake of argument, let's just pretend it is. How does that go from spreading awareness to actual change? How? Tell me how. And then people have this idea in the head of, oh, well, there were revolutions in the past. That's what you've been told. You've been told there was a French revolution or a Russian revolution, right? Or an American revolution. That's what you've been told. Why do you still believe that? Why do you still believe that? If you open up a non-fiction book today, you know what it says about what happened 20 years ago? It says some dude in a cave was like, man, I'm sick of these Americans, man. 
I want to do something about it. And then some tall dude in the corner was like, boys, I feel the same way. I've got a plan. Come over here. So they all huddled together and he said, listen, America has been sticking its nose in our business for too long. And everyone's like, yeah. And he's like, and they're never going to learn their lesson until we do something. And everyone's like, yeah. And he's like, I've been working on a plan. Come in close, boys. They weren't close. He's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hijack some planes and we're going to fly them into the Twin Towers. And everyone's like, whoa. And he's like, yeah, we're going to fly planes into these towers, right? And there was one guy in the group who's thinking to himself, yeah, and then what? But he didn't say anything. He knew better. So he kept it to himself. Everyone else was like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Let's get to work. So this main dude, this big tall dude, let's call him for argument's sake, Osama. Osama's like, I'm going to send some of you boys to America. You're going to have some cash, right? You're going to learn to fly planes because you're going to need that knowledge when you fly the planes into the buildings. And these guys are sitting around going, you want, you want us to fly into the buildings? And he's like, yeah. And of course, these guys were like, okay, all right, let's do it. Great idea, boss. So they get to work and they get to plotting, they get to scheming. And eventually, these dudes rock up in, uh, in America, 19 of them, apparently. And this is what they do. Four of them hijack planes, and then they, two of them flew into the Twin Towers, of course. And then one flew into the Pentagon. And then one, God knows where he was going, mustn't have been paying attention in the pilot school, and uh, straight into the ditch. So much so that very little, if anything, of the plane was left. And, uh, and then the buildings came. This is, all, this is all history, guys. Just hear me out, okay? Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you history. This is 20 years ago. And if you open a nonfiction book about 20 years ago, this is what it will tell you. This is history now, guys. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. Don't get mad. Don't get sad. So the buildings came down, right? And there's old Matt Osama kicking back in God knows where, Afghanistan or Pakistan or who knows where the hell the guy is. And he's like, whoa. My plan worked even better than I thought. I didn't even plan for those buildings to come down. Yeah, yeah, man. So he's pretty proud of himself. Don't know exactly what he was hoping to achieve. But this is history, guys. All right? That's history. Don't get mad at me. That's history. Now, if you're one of those crazy people who doesn't believe that story, you've got a problem now. Because that's history. That's recent history. So why the hell would you believe anything in your history books from before then? Why? Why would you do that? I'll give you one, one potential reason why. Because that's what you've always done. And humans usually just do what they've always done and believe what they've always believed. Because to change their minds means admitting they were wrong. And that sucks. Who wants to admit they've been fooled? Especially if they're 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. But I've read a lot of books on ancient Egypt. So what? I could read 100 books on 9-11. Doesn't mean I have to believe. Yes. See, now it says that we got disconnected. This happened a couple weeks ago, you might recall. Don't know why OBS is doing that. We had six or seven weeks where he didn't do that. And now it's doing it again. I don't know why. These things happen. This is why the after calls are so good. Because I record them on my end. And I use the Craigbot. So it doesn't matter if there's some technical issues. I can usually fix them up. That's why the after calls are always... That's one of the reasons why they're always the best. But the point of my story is, if you still believe in those revolutions, and you still believe the masses stood up for themselves and took power back from the authorities, if you believe that today... Unless you're very new here, and I mean like a couple of months new. If you've been here for like for several months or a few years, which most of you have, and you still believe the stories in your history books, you probably always will. And the point I was making was that's because part of your identity is tied up with your beliefs. So you can't let go of the beliefs. 
it's easy just to attack the people who are pointing out that your beliefs are ridiculous because you know that the stories from 20 years ago in your history books, they make believe, guys. Obviously. So they could have made believe anything before then. Oh, no, JLB. Just, they just faked... They just faked what happened 20 years ago. They, they're not faking. They're not faking the rest of history, mate. Okay, fine. Believe whatever you want. I don't care. So getting back to these movements, yes, are there, are there movements rebelling against the system? Are there movements? You know, an old buddy of mine who I haven't spoken with much for the last few years, but for a while there, we got along very well. He, uh, he used to tell me that, that they were going to bring down NASA. And I was like, how do you plan to do that? And he's like, well, awareness is spreading about the, the truth that we've been lied to by NASA. And I'm like, bro, a few hundred, maybe a few thousand people know, okay? We're in this tiny little echo chamber and we, we want to imagine that there's all these other people out there. There's not. Most people couldn't care less about this stuff, okay? They could not care less. The vast majority of people, mind you, like the vast, vast majority. I think some people, like they truly are living in fantasy land. They're deluding themselves. They're like, what? No, the, the truth is spreading this. Who? There's, there's a few thousand people, guys, who know about any of this stuff. And who care about any of this stuff. That's a drop in the ocean, right? And so I was trying to point this out to this old comrade of mine. And you know what he says to me? He says to me, it's going to go from 5% to 95% overnight. As in, the people who know about this will go from 5% to 95% overnight. Now, he didn't mean literally overnight. He meant it will happen rapidly. There's two big problems with this, though. Firstly, it's nowhere near 5% and never will be. But let's just pretend it was 5% for the, for the sake of argument. When has that ever spread to 95% or to anything close to that? This is ridiculous. And that's what I said. That was back in 2015. So you tell me, dear viewers and dear listeners, has NASA been taken down? No. Are they on the verge of being taken down? No. Is there any reason to think that any so-called movement is going to bring them down? No. Has CNN been taken down? No. Is there any re Can you see where I'm going with this, guys? Can you see where I'm going with this? There is no movement. There was, however, for a couple of years there, a, an online, an online e-community of people who many of them identified as being part of a movement. And I think many of them did believe that they were part of something special. I know I did for a period there when I was very new here, before I started seeing some red flags, you know. Yeah, boy, oh boy. So I think a lot of people mean well. They just haven't really thought through very far. And what they really want is just some people to hang out with and talk with. What they really want is some online sense of purpose for their otherwise meaningless, boring, unproductive lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. However, if we want to base our opinions on the, the so-called truth, then we have to start with the so-called truth. Objective fact number one. No one's taken down NASA. They haven't yet. They're not going to. Okay, now if you can't even agree to that objective fact, let's forget objective conversation. Let's go back to fantasy land. Let's go back to, so that tall guy was in the, the cave and he's like, guys, according to my plans, we need 19 people. I've done the math, all right? I've done the math to take down the, the evil US. We need 19 people and four plans. That's all, that's not much. And all the guys are huddled around, oh, where do we get the planes? That's the best part, guys. I've already thought through it. We're going to take over commercial airlines on their regular routes, on their regular intercity or interstate routes. As soon as the plane takes off, we're just going to take over the plane. And the guys are like, whoa, how are we going to do that? And he's like, I've got just the weapon. 
and he pulls it out. Box cutters. And everyone's like, whoa, this guy has thought it through. Holy shit. That's right, boys. I've thought it all through. Box cutters, right? So you get on the plane. We're going to have five, 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 and four. You four, you'll be fine, just the four of you, right? Gonna get on, we're going to pretend we're regular passengers, right? And then at just the right time, we're going to just take the place over. Just going to take it over. Yep, just walk up to the cockpit, open it, I guess, or kick it down, do whatever you want, and then put the box cutter to the pilot and say, listen here, buddy, we're taking over this plane, all right? So get out of here. And the pilot's are like, all right. I'm just going to go in the back, have a couple of drinks, man. Don't crash it now, because I'll get in trouble. Don't, don't worry, derka derka, we know what we're doing. Do, 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 do. Open up the plan. Osama says we're attacking the North Tower. All right, no worries, I'll just go there right now. Take us half an hour. Do, 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 do. Thing comes over the radio in the plane. <laughs> I don't know how they talk in, uh, in uh, plane terminology, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. XPH018. Uh, what are your bearings? Uh, we're just uh, making a quick pit stop. XPH zero one eight. Need to know your current bearings. Bearings? Listen, bro. We're on our way to the to the North Tower. Don't tell him that. I mean, not the North Tower, the South Tower. No, don't tell him that. Uh, hang up. You idiot. You're going to expose the whole plot. Shit. Osama is going to be pissed at us when we get back. So anyway, they're flying their plane. Fantasyland, guys. If you believe in ancient history or in history from 200 years ago, you live in Fantasyland just as much as the people who believe in that Osama story that I was just recounting for you. Okay? <laughs> I went flying into the North Tower one day. Anyway, enough about all of that. What are we up to? Let's go and read some live stream chat comments. Yeah, yeah, boy. You know, I love your comments, guys. That's what this is all about. Interactivity. Let's go and see what people have to say. Alpha 4 says, what are the metaphysical consequences of being a debtor? The metaphysical consequences of owing someone money. I don't know. You tell me. Tim Osman with a Z. I'm, a, I'm hope, I don't know, like that could be, or it's with a Z, so that would be the, that would be the Tim Osman from Internet Plane Society. Hey, um, look, there's lots of Tim Osmonds out there. Let's, let's assume that this is the Tim Osmond. He says, David Icke made us aware of the reptilians. Maybe this isn't that Tim Osmond, I think it is. I don't know. Now they can't sneak up on us. Well, the reptilian thing, let me tell you this right now. I used to think that was all completely crazy and bonkers. But then I, I met this guy online, and um, I've been listening to his podcasts, watching his, uh, reading his blogs and what have you. One of the most intelligent people I've had any dealings with in the last seven years online. And he once recounted for myself and for my audience at JohnLeBond.com one of his stories about what he saw one day. And uh, I believe his testimony, like I believe he is being genuine in what he tells us. And it makes you reconsider what you think you know about this world. You know what I mean? Now, do I, do I believe that there is some other creature here that are like intelligent like humans but aren't humans? No. However, look at this world, man. This place is crazy. Anything's possible at this point, I should think. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more open-minded now than I used to be in many ways, I think. Yes. Anyway, let's have a look. Linda Curtis says, A dude in a cave in Afghanistan, a guy ate a bat in China. Same bish. Yeah. A dude in a cave in Afghanistan. Some guy ate a bat in China, right? Once upon a time, only 15 months ago, everyone's just minding their own business, 
in the vast majority of cases, leading pretty mundane lives, but they're happy. Most people are happy enough, just going to work and picking things up on the way home from work and watching the footy ball and whatever. They're happy. They're happy enough, I think. And then one day, some guy at a frickin' wet market, he's looking over the menu board and he's like, what do I want today? He's like, you know what I, you know what I feel like? Bat soup. So he says to the dude, hey mate, give us one bowl of your best bat soup. An old mate behind is like, coming right up. You go and grab yourself a seat. I'm going to make you the best bad soup you've ever had in your life. Dude goes and sits down, reading his China Daily News. Do, 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 do. Pink! Ah, ha, 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 time for some bad soup. This is good. That guy knows what he's talking about. Hey, old mate, good bad soup. Best I've had today. Fantastic. So he's having his bad soup, and then he gets back home later on, and he's just feeling a little bit crook in the gut. Maybe had a bit too much bad soup. Eh, it's no problem. It's no problem. The next day he wakes up, he's got a fever, he's sweating profusely, man. He's lost his sense of smell, man. He's got, he's got shallow breath. His wife's like, what happened to you? And he's like, I think I had some dodgy bat soup. She's like, oh, well, just have some lemon soup instead. This will cure you right up. She was wrong, man, because by the next day, man, this dude is like something out of a movie, man. He's got an elephant head thing going on. The, the doctors are trying to put a respirator on him. They're putting one of these things on his face. They're like, breathe. Shh. They're like, we're going to lose him. The, the freaking machine's like, beep, 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 beep. And everyone's just like looking around at each other. We lost another one. We lost another one. What, what happened? I think he has some dodgy bad soup. Shit, man. And here we are 15 months later enjoying another apostasy show 08 on the 5th of April 2021. Yeah, yeah, boy. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Shit. Alright, let's go and take a look here. Alpha 4 says, love it when JLB recaps mainstream narratives. Well, thank you, Alpha 4. That's really the point of the first hour of these shows, is I go over the official story, either the mainstream story for the 37 Things conspirator, uh, for Normies Believe, or the accepted wisdom here in the conspiracy subculture. I give what I think people believe. I mean, I really don't think many people have put that much thought into their beliefs. They just hear it from so many people. Ah, it just becomes a truth. It just becomes a truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Tesla. Tesla's technology was suppressed. How do you know that? Well, everyone knows that. Yeah, but how? Well, just everyone does, mate. Lots of people know about it. Don't you know about it? Uh, no. And I'll tell you why. Because I went and did the research and there's no evidence of that. What? No, no, no real evidence, I should say. If you count movies or so-called documentaries as evidence, sure. But in terms of primary source evidence, zero. Okay, 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 all right. Yeah, yeah, boy. Sean Hamer says, Hi, guys, we are in a global Jonestown operation. No joke, it's a template. Jonestown, hey? Jonestown, Jonestown. Just drink the Kool-Aid, man. You know what? I'm going to talk about this in the after show. I've been looking forward to talking about this for the last few days. In the after show today, I'm talking about the so-called awake people. And a certain subsegment of them. And I've noticed, I mean, I've noticed this before, but it's really crystallized recently. These people are sad sacks. And they don't give a shit about the truth. All they want to do is sit around and complain about their lives. So if they weren't complaining about the coronavirus, they'd be complaining about some other psyop, right? Or they'd be complaining, complaining, I should say, about the government or taxes or whatever. They just want to complain. You know what I mean? Now, listen, if that makes them happy, God bless them. But why do you want to sit around? Why would I want to sit around and hang out with people who just want to complain about stuff? Okay? The world has always had sad sacks. The world will always have sad sacks. And this scene attracts them 
like flies to cow poo. That's right. So that's what I'm, I'm, I've got a lot to talk about in the after show, guys. Just you giddy up. Don't you worry about that. Validation Boys says, when are you going to invite me on live, JLB? Um, I don't know. Maybe next week. We'll see what happens. Do you still, are you still a streamer, Validation Boy? Like, honestly, I don't even know if you're still a streamer, are you? Let's find out. Let me go to google.com. Google, don't, don't get me started. Validation Boy, YouTube. Let's see what it says. Hello, everyone. Validation Boy has a new channel. This is from March 26th. No, this is from Cy Strikling. That's not Validation Boy. Uh, let's, let's try this. Dead Kennedys in space. Did you know, Validation Boy, that if you Google your username, your um, YouTube name, it comes up with people making videos about you? This is how, this is how messed up... You know, in fairness, YouTube has been that messed up for a while, or Google has been that messed up for a while. This is not a new thing, but search engines, man. Search engines, don't get me started. All right, so where was I? Let me just get rid of this off my screen. Where was I? I was doing something. Oh, that's right. I was talking about uh, the comments. We're reading out the comments. Let's go and check out the comments. Yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, something about validation. Oh, yeah, validation boy, man. Send me an email. We'll organize something. Maybe not a live show. I like these live shows. I like just... When there's just me here, there's less that can go wrong on live shows. Whereas when we do recorded podcasts, if there's a technical problem, I can clean it up, fix it up. So how about you come and join me for a Bondversation sometime? You can come and join me for the next episode of Bondversations. How's that sound? So long as you're still a YouTuber or something. Because I like to interview people where at the end I can say, right, if you liked what this guy or this girl had to say, here's their website, here's their YouTube channel, here's their book, here's something, right? So as long as you've still got something to direct people to. Because otherwise it's just me sitting having a chat with someone, you know what I'm trying to say? There's nothing wrong with that, but I feel you want to kill a couple of birds with one stone if you can. Why not? But in any event, Validation Boy, it's good to see you there. Hope you're doing well. You, are you in Florida, VB? You're in Florida, right? I could be wrong about that. Man, if I was in America, I'd want to be in Florida. Or what's the other state that is like more open? I'm pretty sure Florida is the most open. That's where the UFC is having their event. So if, if I was in America, I think Florida is a place you want to be. And not only that, not only for that reason. And look, I've got a small sample size to base this off. But when I look at all the members of JohnTheBond.com who are from America, which is about half, maybe slightly more than that now, there's a whole heap of them from Florida. A whole heap of them. Now, I know Florida is a populous state, but the Floridians are way overrepresented. And I have a sneaking suspicion that's no coincidence. That's no sampling error. That is because people from that state are more independent, perhaps, than other parts of the country. Maybe there's more of a, a rugged spirit or more of a more of a be-your-own-person kind of spirit. I don't know. Listen, I've never been to America. What do I know? But Florida doesn't seem like the place to be. So, VB, let me know if you're from Florida. And if you are from Florida, why aren't you trying to meet up with other people? There's lots of people in this scene from Florida. Why are you, I know Florida's a huge place. I know from top to bottom, it's like five or six hours drive or whatever. I, maybe more than that. I know. It's a big place. But still, it gets me that people don't try and hang out in real life, man. It gets me. Anyway, what was I talking about? Let's see. Millions of extra-dimensional Osmonds. Delpra. Empress Infinite. Caves are popular for secrets. Jungle Jim. Oh, Tom Delpra. Appreciate his contributions to Fakeologist, but not so much of that story. I think he was re recounting his buddies. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Uh, One Trick Pony, for some reason your comment was uh, blocked, but I've unblocked it. That's just a YouTube thing. That's not me or the mods here doing that. Empress Infinite says, JLB, when, when will you have Tim Osman as a guest? Tim Osman has been a guest on my show four or five times now. He's, in fact, he's joined us for the after calls of this show, the Apostasy After Show, because we do an after show every episode, right? He's joined two or three times on that. Plus, he's been on a couple of other podcasts. I've got a page on johnthebond.com just with Tim Osman. In fact, I'll show you right now. If you go to johnthebond.com, up on the top thing, if you go to start, and then you go to, um, let me think. Jeez, there's so much stuff here now, it's hard to remember where everything is. Goodness gracious me. Start, media, podcasts. There it is, all right. Start, media, podcasts. Tim Osman. I've got a whole page dedicated to him. Some of the best podcasts I've done, he's been the guest. Take a look at this, man. This is just full-on stuff. For those of you listening at home, I'm just showing the page to the uh, lovely viewers at home. We had the episode from April 16 last year, you know, when this thing that's happening in the world was just kicking off. Sinking the pandemic, looking at some of those sinks, which I think a lot of people have forgotten about some of the biggest sinks at the time. But uh, you won't forget if you go back and listen to that one. Yeah, yeah, boy. Culture and subculture. That was from January of last year, before all this nonsense happened. We were talking about Jonah, the so-called scientist, and all this other nonsense. And then my first ever chat with him. Probably one of the five best podcasts I've ever done, I would say, quite comfortably. Uh, that one's there as well. So that's just, that's just some of them. Plus, you've got the apostasy after shows that he's appeared in. There's heaps of uh, Osman slash JLB content. And there will be more to come, I am sure, to answer your question. All right. Let's get back to the, uh, the live stream comments then. I love to make these things interactive. That's what we do here at the Apostasy Show. Yeah, yeah, boy. Oh, here we go. Validation Boy writes, you've got to love this. He writes, whenever you're ready to take all this to the next level, I will gladly appear. The next level, Validation Boy, no offense, man, but no one's ever heard of you, right? Like you, you began in this scene around the same time as me. So how come you haven't got your own website with your own podcast and video series and articles? How come people aren't talking about Validation Boy, right? People talk about John LeBond. They love him, they hate him, but people talk about him. Who's talking about? If you weren't in my live stream chat, I would have forgotten you even have a channel, brother. No offense. So stop with this false braggadocio. It's embarrassing for all parties concerned. Now, here's the good news. You're still young, you're intelligent, okay? You can speak well, you're articulate, okay? You have a lot of wisdom in your head. There's nothing stopping you right now from taking this scene by the scruff of the neck and doing something like I tried to encourage you to do five years ago. And what has happened since then? What's happened since then? Right? Here's what I think has happened, BB. God bless you. I think you've spent a lot of that time sitting around, ripping bowls, right? Watching Netflix or movies or playing video games and feeling like a victim of the world. That's what I think has happened. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Come and tell me I'm wrong. We'll do a podcast. We'll do a conversation. It's you and me. A proper, well-produced podcast. Takes two hours to record. Takes me three or four hours to edit it, upload it, make it all nice and pretty sounding. I'll do it. A chat with you and me. But don't come along with this false braggadocio, bro. It's unbecoming. All right? Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I am not in the mood. I'm 30 days sober, bro. Now is not the time for the false braggadocio. When I'm like drinking and all happy and shit, I'll put up with all kinds of nonsense from people. But when I'm sober as a church mouse, I'm like, come on now, let's cut through the nonsense here, son. Goodness gracious me. All right, let's get back to the uh, live stream chat. VB, good guy. In fact, I've got, let me show you something about Validation Boy. Another really good call that I had some, some time ago. Watch this. Let's type in Validation Boy into johnlebond.com. Because I'm telling you, VB's a smart guy. I'm telling you right now, very smart guy. That's right, he was on Metafay. Oh boy, <laughs> 2016. 
half a decade ago. Shit, man. Shit. No, that's not what I want. No, it's not coming up. Well, anyway, there's a podcast I did with him. Maybe if I look for Jed Skeptic. Maybe if we look for Jed. Let's look for Jed Skeptic. Let's go and look for that. Yeah, yeah, boy. Internet hate. Why has that come up? There it is. Okay, this is the one you want to listen to. Jed Skeptic. Oh, VB, you weren't on this one. Oh, okay. That's a bit uh, embarrassing. So Jed Skeptic Chat featuring Tim Osman, not IPS Tim Osman, the other Tim Osman, also super intelligent, Jem Panda, who I think is a mainstream story believer, and uh, and my good self, the four of us had a chat. It was a very productive, skeptical chat. People questioning me, me questioning them, no one getting triggered as far as I can remember, no one getting too triggered. Excellent chat. I think Jed still has a channel. I think I'm subscribed to it actually, but I think he mostly just does videos walking around now, and that's cool, I'm not criticizing it. But back in the day, he was super involved in this scene. Maybe he just outgrew it. Maybe he just realized he was dealing with a bunch of morons in that flat earth freaking drama nonsense. Don't get me started. All right, let's get back to the comments. I'm almost finished the comments. Then we can get to the uh, voicemails. I've got a couple of wonderful voicemails to play you all. All right, let's have a look here. Sean Hamer says, the template I'm speaking about translated sustainable development. It's not a fear narrative. Yeah, whatever. No offense, what is this? Uh, Validation Boy says, The things I speak about are very dark and very next level. The conspiratard community fear my truths. Okay. That's cool. That's great. Okay, so let's go and play some voice. Guys, I've got some voicemails to play. The first one, this is three minutes. This is a bit bizarre, I have to tell you the truth. I listened to it when it was first sent to me six days ago. I haven't re-listened to it since, but I'm pretty sure it's a little bit strange. It comes to us from Dave. And remember... You can leave your voicemails for free at apostasy.com. Link in the info box below. I play your voicemails on the show, and then I respond to them. It's super easy, super efficient, and for you, super cheap. It doesn't cost you a cent, man. So Dave took up that opportunity. Let's see what Dave has to say. And guys, remember, I'm just prefacing. I think this one's a little bit strange, but let's just see what happens. As for you. The Hagalazarun reminds me of the Evergreen disaster. How does it remind me so? Well, if you look at footage of the Evergreen stuck in the Suez from the air, as is shown on the BBC and other news agencies. So he's talking about the Evergreen, which like the news cycle moves so fast these days. But remember how like a week ago it was being talked about by everyone? Remember that? He sent this message then. He's talking about the Evergreen Suez Canal nonsense. All right. I feel that the evergreen kind of resembles the diagonal of the Hagalaz room, whilst, whilst either side, either bank of the canal reminds me of the vertical lines of the Hagalaz room. The Hagalaz room. What on earth is that? No disrespect to you, Dave, but you have to give some context, brother. The Hagalaza. Hagalaza. Rune? I don't know, man. Hagalaz Rune, perhaps. Maybe, hey, Google's actually coming in handy for once. The ha- Here we go, the Hagalaz Rune. All right, Wikipedia. See, Google, I criticize you when you're crap, but I give you all kinds of credit when you're good. That's how I roll. Let's go and take a look at this. Paste and go for those of you at home. The Hagalaz, Hagalaz, Hagalaz Rune. Let's, hold on, let's zoom in. There's a better way to do this. There we go. All right. So guys, this is from Wikipedia. I've never heard of this before in my life until Dave brought it to my attention just now. The Hagalaz rune is the reconstructed proto-Germanic name of the H rune 
meaning hail. So it's basically like a letter, like a character from, from pre-modern time languages, I think. In the Anglo-Saxon Futhork, it is considered as... How am I supposed to read this crap? The older Futhark letter has two variants, single barred and double barred. Now I can see what uh, Dave is saying because the double barred one, let's zoom in on this, that does look like a canal with a boat across it, doesn't it? I can see the point that Dave is making. So in other words, guys, let me, let me see if I can boil this down for you. Dave is talking about the evergreen thing being stuck in the canal. He's making the point that it looks like one of these letters from some proto-Germanic language. So before we had the alphabet we've got today, supposedly there was other alphabet, all these other letters. He's saying it looks like one of those letters. All right, that's where Dave is coming from. Dave, please carry on. <clears throat> and there's also another room, which is a straight line, with a single straight line with a cross through it. It also reminds me of that. So I yeah, wonder what the meaning of those runes are. My, my, my guess is probably they have some type of negative connotation. Another thing is that oil. What is oil? You know, how is it produced? I know. So Dave's question is, what is oil? How is it produced? We were talking about that on last week's apostasy. Oh, at least I learned. I don't know, but I've been told in chemistry class that long hydrocarbons can be cracked to form, you know, shorter hydrocarbons such as ethane and methane. And that is an um, endothermic... I think it is an endothermic... Pro no, that is an exothermic process. And this is taking me back to high school chemistry. So he's saying that he's heard that longer chain hydrocarbons... In other words, some liquids can be changed into other liquids or other kinds of fuel via some chemical reaction. All right. Exothermic as in gives off heat. Endothermic as in takes in heat. Man, if my high school, high school chemistry teacher was here, he'd be like, yeah, JLB, remember, man. Good work. I, I, took, uh, I took the usual subjects that you do in senior high school if you want to go to university. You generally take... You have to take... This is in Victoria. You've got to take English, and then you will generally take uh, one or two different maths, and then physics and chemistry, or physics and biology, or biology and chemistry. Generally, you'll take those subjects because it opens up more options for tertiary study. And of all of the subjects I took... Chemistry was the one I did the least good in, if I can put it that way. And I don't know if that was my fault <laughs> or if the teachers were uh, not, not as good. They were terrific, don't get me wrong. If they were not as good as some other schools, uh, high school chemistry teachers. They were nice, though. They were nice people. In fact, if I ever go back to Victoria, I'll go and see if they're still at school and go and say good day. But, man, they'd be old by now. They were old back then. Hopefully they're retired and just enjoying life by now. Anyway, let's, get, let's carry on. And so I wonder whether, you know, you can combine smaller hydrocarbons to make longer hydrocarbons. If oil was artificially synthesized, let's assume like it was entirely artificially synthesized. I feel like that's how they would do it. But then again, I don't know whether it's an endothermic or an exothermic reaction. In terms of war being a hoax, I would just, I would just say that... So he's, Dave has moved on to the third topic. He started with the canal, which looks like a rune. Interesting point. I like that. Then he's talking about where does oil come from. He's saying that maybe they can create it from, from other oils. Okay. And now he's moving on to the war hoax, which everybody wants to talk about the war hoax. War probably is not a hoax. He says that war is probably not a hoax in his opinion. Like, just by the definition of how you say what is war. War, of course, in its more primitive uh, state is like people killing each other but that's extremely inefficient you know that's a huge waste and so if you read things like Sun Tzu and any military theory 
really what it is is just um, it's a mixture of psychological warfare and just calculation, you know. It's funny you mentioned Sun Tzu, Dave, because I happen to be a fan of the book that is attributed to Sun Tzu. So let me see if I can find. Why don't we go to, let me zoom out here. Why don't we go to jonathan.com. I want to take you to my book list, and there you will find The Art of War. Now, where is it? Let's have a look here. should be under, let's see, start. Oh, here we go, Resources. Let's see. Recommended reading. John the Bond Start Resources. Recommended reading. You've got Propaganda by Edward Bernays. Now, these are all books, by the way, that I've actually read and studied. You know how some people recommend books they've never read? Which, to me, is... If I wanted to come up with a litmus test for am I dealing with a simpleton, the kind of person who recommends books they haven't read, all right? Every book on this list I have not just read, I have studied and taken notes, including Propaganda by Edward Bernays, The Crowd by Papa Gustav, as I like to call him, George Orwell by 1984, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, and Art of War by Sun Tzu. That's right, it's on my list of things. And for those of you who've never read it, it's a super easy book to read because it's barely even a book. It's more like a pamphlet, really. Terrific book. Here's the problem, Dave. Sun Tzu never existed. Sun Tzu is, in fact, a hoax. Now, who really wrote this book? Obviously, I don't know. But what I can tell you is that Sun Tzu is, in fact, a hoax. and Nobody died. Nobody got hurt, which is ironic when you consider the, the book contents, isn't it? The Art of War. Well, here's the thing, brother. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. Now, let's take a step back and think about this from a, like a sink perspective or a perhaps a metaphysical perspective, if you want to go down that path, that in this world, the most well-known book about war is itself written by a hoax character. Now, you probably don't agree with me, Dave. You're probably like, no, Sun Tzu was a real guy. He wrote this book. and it's... Yeah, that's what I used to think too. Trust me, when I found out this book was a hoax, because back then it was still early days of my war hoax understanding, it was a little bit deflating. It's like, oh, man... But I really like this book. It's very useful. And it is useful. It's a very... There's lots of books that are hoaxes or are written by hoax characters that are still useful. The best example I can give you is the Bible. Matthew 7, 6. Cast not ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them and rend ye. And rend means attack. So in other words, cast not ye pearls before swine, lest those swine, those pigs, trample your pearls first, and then second, turn their attention to you and want to get a piece of you, Right? And guess what? When you're the world's leading skeptic, this happens all the time. I do these shows, one hour, 90 minutes, for free. This is free entertainment, guys. Giving you some of my ideas, some of my research, right? You can take it or you can leave it. Hopefully you enjoy it, right? Guess what people do? They, they get angry at me. And it's like, hold on, not unfortunate to watch. And you never even met me. Why are you mad at me? I'm just telling you these things are hoaxes, right? I could be wrong. Show me the evidence that it's real. You can't. And, and let's be honest, deep down you know that, which is why I'm not even trying, right? And I'm just talking to people in general here. So I, I cast my pearls before the people, and some people appreciate it. Good people. There's good people out there. But some people, man, oink, 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 these people are swine, and they will trample these pearls. And if they just finished there, that'd be bad enough, but they don't finish there. Then they come for me, yeah? For what? For casting pearls? Matthew 7, 6, cast not ye pearls before swine. Now, I'm getting better at that. I save most of my philosophical discussion for the aftercalls for this very reason, man. We're just talking about hoaxes here. Big deal, right? We're talking about basically the news cycle and hoaxes. Who cares? The serious stuff is in the aftercalls. The real for philo- What's really going on here, man? I save that for the aftercalls. Because guess what? You've got to pay to be there. The swine are gone. The swine ain't paying shit because they're swine, man. They're going to spend money on 
alcohol, on drugs, on hookers, on Netflix, on movies, on clothes, on shoes, on whole... And by the way, God bless them. I love spending my money too. But here's what they will never spend their money on. Good things like good content. Now, should be free, mate. Should be, I'm not going to pay for that. I can get other stuff for free. Yeah, what are you getting for free? Shit. You're getting shit. And that's what you deserve because you won't pay a cent for the good stuff. Okay? That's how it's going to be. Matthew 7, 6. Thank you very much. I'm getting better. I still cast some pearls before the swine, but not as much as I used to. No way. And I'm much better for it. Much better for it. I still get the occasional barb, and I still get the occasional person making a video about me or saying this about me. That's just how it has to be, guys. Okay, it comes with the territory. You can't do what I do if you, if you can't handle people talking shit about you. It's just how it has to be. But com compared to five years ago when I was putting out the best content for free, you know, things are way better now, man. Way better now. Because the people who see my best stuff, they appreciate it. They support it. Okay? And the people who just get the free stuff, good luck to them. I wish them the best. But not all of them wish me the best, man. I can tell you that for sure, 100%. No doubt about it. Goodness gracious me. Anyway, the point of my story is Sun Tzu is in fact a hoax. I'm sorry to be the one to have to tell you this, but Sun Tzu never existed. Not in real life. He exists in our minds. <clears throat> He's a fantasy. He exists in our minds, yeah. But in real life, zero evidence he ever existed. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's not really bad news, guys. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I can assure you of that. Dave, carry on. Um... All the calculate, a lot of calculations are made by both sides. So especially with a war. All right, let me just stop you there, Dave. And by the way, I appreciate this uh, voicemail. What sides? Okay, some fantasy of the the Germans, right? The Germans versus the Russians in one of those world wars. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Or the Americans versus the Vietnamese in Vietnam? Is that what you're talking about? That's all fantasy. It's not real. Okay, there are no two sides. And speaking more broadly about this so-called truth movement, there's no us and them, okay? And if there isn't us, to me, you're a them. I'm not part of some us. I'm not part of some movement. I wouldn't want to be, man. Too many cretins in the so-called truth movement. No, thank you. So there's no us and them. Or if there is an us and a them, you guys battle it out. And I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to enjoy my beautiful Bulgarian tap water and uh, take the piss out of the whole thing because that's what it deserves, all right? When you're at the circus... Laugh at the clowns, guys. And there's all these people sitting up in the nosebleeds. Oh, I don't like this circus. I don't like these clowns. I wish I wasn't here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. And it's like, fucking stop sooking, man. This, this sook culture that's part of the truth movement, man, it's not going to get you very far. And I should know, because guess what I've been sooking about? The sooks in the truth movement. Has it changed anything? No. It's still just as full of sooks today as it was five years ago. And I said, guys, stop sooking. It's not going to change anything. Eh, what can you do? Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, let's get. Let's carry on. Let's carry on. Especially, I'm assuming here that both sides are highly rational. Why would you assume that anybody's rational? In a war, have you looked outside lately, brother? Where both sides are highly rational, then you know, unnecessary killing is avoided, because if a side sees they're going to lose, before even a single soldier is killed, they'll usually surrender or they'll come to an agreement. So, and I would also say that psychological warfare makes all other forms of warfare irrelevant. So, it doesn't matter how much a big of a gun you have, if you don't shoot it, so there's that as well. 
Well, Dave, thank you very much for the comment. Of course, he touched on that rune thing, which I'd never even seen that comparison made, so that was good stuff. He spoke about the oil. If you want to hear more about the oil, go back to last week's apostasy. And, and you can find all the calls at apostasy.com. I list them all there, one by one, available in both video and MP3 format. Very nice. And then he spoke at the end about war, which, by the way, guys, look, if you believe that war is real, that's okay. I'm not going to try and change your mind. I put my ideas out there. But I'm not going to sit here and argue with you if you believe war is real, because guess what? You're walking around with this massive monkey on your back, metaphorically speaking. This thing that is weighing you down like you wouldn't believe. Because all that programming you received back in primary school, minute silence, stand in silence and mourn for the dead people who gave their life for you. Gave their life for you and you believed it and you still believe it? Man, you've got some kind of like deep level fundamental guilt that you don't even realize is there. Because in your mind, there's all this death that was for you. Guess what? There was no death for you. Nobody died, nobody got hurt, period, all right? No one died for you. Nobody. Zero. And you do not owe any of these people anything. But most of you still believe war is real. And I can barely even imagine, even though I was there a few years ago, I'm not there anymore, and I can, I, can, I don't even want to remember what it's like feeling that way. Ah, oh, all, these, all this death and, you know, you know what I mean? Bobby, Bobby, you're going to be all right. Give this letter to Jane. No, Bobby, you're going to be all right. Give this letter to Jane and tell her I love you. Bobby, Bobby, no! No! Shit, motherfucker. Yeah, those of you who still believe in all that crap, like, seriously. I, I, I wish I could say that I feel sorry for you, but I don't, because you're actively choosing to believe ridiculous stories. For ego purposes, man. It's ridiculous. Don't even get me started. All right, let's go back to the live stream chat. Yeah, yeah, boy. All right. What do we got in here? What's going on here? Lots of people, man. Lots of people. So many people. So many people. All right. What do I want to read out? Um... David Sawyer says, I can't believe people are just so damn stupid. When they know that now there's so-called fake news, they stop right there and still believe the garbage. Mm. Yeah, people are stupid. No doubt about that. All right, so I did have a, uh, a mailbag I wanted to read out, but we've already got through the hour, guys. We've already got through the hour. So, Dirty Benny, I want to thank you very much for this comment. This is going to be top billing for next week's episode. I'm going to read this out and give some more of my thoughts about this topic of so-called ultrasound. And I've also got one more voicemail to play. It's only a short one, so I might as well play this. This one comes to us from Bobbo from Connecticut. Leo. This doesn't normally happen. Right, let's try Leo. No, that's crap. Thank you very much, Bobbo. Actually, that, uh, that didn't work out the way I'd hoped. I, I made a video today where I tried to record something to show you guys how it's done on my YouTube video, but then there was a technical problem. And then I thought that I recorded a second one that I was going to play now, and I'm going to pretend that Bobbo was... That, that actually had a good setup, but due to technical difficulties, it didn't quite work out the way I planned. But you know what? These things happen, guys. It's live radio. And I, I love being back in the live game, guys. I used to do this all the time back in 2015. And then I stopped. And I never would have believed it would be five... Yeah, five years before I got back into it. Five years of just doing post-reduced stuff? Wow. But getting back into live, man, it's just like... Say whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Who cares, man? No one gives a shit anyway. You know what I mean? Don't be a perfectionist. Just be silly. Just have some fun. Be absurd. Guys, we live in a clown world, man. Be absurdist. Have fun. You know what I'm trying to say? Why not? 
What else, are you, what else are you gonna do? Sit around and complain? Yeah, a lot of people do that. And that's exactly what I'm gonna talk about in the after call, which begins in five minutes at johnlebond.com. Go to the JLB server, go to the open room, and either listen live or take part in the conversation. It's just like live radio. We record it, then I upload it straight away. No editing, just upload it as it is. Myself and the other members of johnlebond.com, anywhere from one other person to five, six other people, and we talk about things. And today, you know what we're talking about? Whatever you want, however, we're also going to talk about, for at least a little bit, something I've, something I already knew, but I've seen it again and it's crystallized for me, which is that there are certain pockets of the so-called truth movement. It's basically a bunch of losers sitting around blaming the world for their losses. It's like, guys, bad things happen to everyone, man. Everyone has problems. But what some of these people are doing is they're getting together and now they've got an excuse to complain. Oh, it's the government's fault. It's the coronavirus's fault. It's Charles Schwab's fault. It's the Dr. Fauci's fault, right? And now that they've got this common agreement that there's someone else who is the, to blame for everything, they just fuck it. They just sit around and complain. Uh, this is no word of a lie. Very recently, I was in a Discord. Not my Discord, someone else's. And I'm just sitting there listening. And it was literally... This person to make a comment, that person to make a comment. Just, yeah, everything's bad. Everything's bad, you know. Yeah, everything's bad. Like, just, just on and on. I'm like, you know what? Back in the day when I'd like to drink, I would have enjoyed this chat somehow. That's what alcohol does for me. But I can't enjoy this shit now because I'm clear as a church mouse. And I'm like, these people are talking like losers. Now, I'm not saying they are losers. I think what happens, I don't know. I think what happens is, People can form, they're like, they're like water, like, you know, Bruce Lee, like, become like water. You know, when water is in the cup, it becomes the cup, right? That's what people do, socially. And so when you've got these pockets of the internet that are focused on, oh, we know they're lying about the invisible body possessing demon, the virus. Now we've got an excuse to sit around and complain about the world. It's like, guys, guess what? Complaining won't make it better. You know what's going to make your life better? Doing something, Right? Find a new hobby, get good at it, right? Find a new passion, become good at it. Spend time outside, like I did, now a little bit of sunburn actually, but good, it means I'm getting some sun. You know what I mean? Take care of yourself. Find people with common interests that are positive. Build each other up, encourage, you can do all this. Look at this technology we've got. This is incredible. This is incredible technology, right? And I've been saying this for many years now, I've been consistent about this. We're blessed, I feel blessed. Praise Keck Chatelet, right? You know what these people wanna do? No, everything's bang. There's a certain YouTuber who's very popular, I won't say his name, but some of you know who I'm talking about. Gets thousands of views with his videos. What are his videos? Just sitting there, saying that all the other people don't know what we know, and, and life is tough for us because of that. And it's like, how is life tough for you? You're not falling for the life. Your life should be easier now. No? For them? No. No, we just... Oh, you know, I'm just thinking, no. You know, and then the people out there, they've had to download, and you know, so, can't even talk to my family. What the fuck is this shit? 15 minutes of it? And people watch this to the end? And then you read the comments? And it's just like, my God in heaven. There's no hope for these people. And then I think, yeah, there's no hope for those people. Who cares? You're like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what my problem is, man? I, I see these people who seem to know that the TV's lying. And I see potential. And I see it being wasted in these loser environments of, oh, we're victims, man. Government's lying to us again. Now they want us to get the vaccine. And... <laughs> Give me a break, motherfucker. Shit. 
Bulgarian tap water. Good stuff. All right. So, Dirty Benny, we're going to come back and talk about your fantastic comment next week. I promise that'll be Apostasy 09. And, uh, and your voicemails, guys. Come and leave your voicemails. Let me show you right now. It's so easy, dude. Go to apostasy.com. Link in the info box below. You can see here. Let me just zoom out for you. Voicemail and mailbag. Now, if you go to voicemail, it's so easy. You go to mailbag, it's even easier. Check this out. Voicemail. Come on. Load. Speak pipe. I pay you good money. Oh, well, trust me, it's normally there. And mailbag. Easy. Just leave a comment. Couldn't be easier. And I read out your comment or I play your voicemail on next week's episode. Well, I have to say, this is, this is weird. Why is this not working? You should be working. Ah, see? Just press refresh and it works. Start recording. It's super easy. Everybody's going to have a good time. The mailbag. It's sensational. Dark Matter Digital Network, guys, I strongly recommend. Just take a few minutes to check it out. It is way, there's way more going on there than you think. There's way more going on there than I thought. I thought it was basically just IPS also streaming my work. No, this guy has got a whole bunch of shows in there. It's just it's sensational. Also, by the way, if you want some memes, if you're sick of being down in the dumps, they're blind to us, man. I'm not looking forward to the future because it's just going to... If, you, if you're in that kind of mood, maybe you need some funny memes, bro. And I know we can find them. Very cheap. Infinite Plain Society. Patreon. Check it out. Link in the info box below. JohnTheBond.com. I've got a reading list full of good stuff. I tell you what, man. On this reading list, you want, you want the biggest black pill on this list? The biggest black pill here is how to win friends and influence people. Because if you learn those tricks and you use them, they work. What, but when I read that book many years ago, I, I thought all people were pretty intelligent. Like overall kind of intelligent. Pretty much. Of course, now I know that most people, they can't think. They won't think. That's not what they're here for. Okay, the, the fish swim as a school. The birds fly as a flock. The humans do as the other humans around them are doing. And they do as a leader tells them, the technology, the authority, yeah. But this is a black pill because you realize, man, because some of the things in that book you already know how to do. Like it, you don't have to read it, you're already doing it by osmosis. You've already learned, you know, by trial and error or what have you. So then you read the book and you realize, hold on, holy shit, some of the people in my life who liked me, they didn't actually like me. They just liked that I listened to their stories, right? Holy shit. You know what I'm trying to say? And that's just one example. It's worse than that. But put my stories. You want, a, you want a black pill, man? Go and read How to Influence and Influence People and try some of what it says. Right? You know, it's, you know, one of his main things that he says, take a genuine interest in other people. And it's like, well, I kind of really am interested. But I'm going to take more of an interest. I'm going to be better at shutting my mouth and listening, right? So you go and talk to regular people and just sit and, sit and listen. And they will talk all day. And after two hours, they'll feel like they've had the best conversation when there was no conversation. It was just you listening. Because that's what people want. They just want someone to listen to their stupid stories. And usually their stories are stupid. Usually. Okay? You will sometimes meet interesting people, but they're, they're, uh, they're rare. Interest, truly interesting people are rare. Because most people, what have they done with their lives? Nothing. They live through the television. They've got no stories to tell. Don't get me started. How do we influence and influence people? Yeah, yeah. Don't, if you want to win friends and influence people, don't tell them the truth. That's another one of the, the main takeaways from this. Don't tell the truth. He doesn't, he doesn't write it like that. But that's his point, and he's right. You tell the truth, people are going to hate you. You want evidence of that? Look at your main man, John LeBond. Look at the hate I get, man. It's crazy. For doing what? For saying, guys, you're not taking down NASA. Give me a break, right? You're not taking down NASA, you goddamn turkeys. Jesus Christ. This is ridiculous. Don't tell people the truth. They hate it. Brave New World, terrific book, Elder Saxley knew the score, George Orwell, another fake character. This is another example of a, of a fake character with an awesome book. Of course, everyone says they've read 1984. No, they haven't. At best, they were supposed to back in, uh, back in high school and they read a few pages. At best. 
There's very few people in this scene who have actually read that book, but they all pretend like they know. They don't know shit. The Crowd by Gustave Le Bon. Yeah, yeah, boy. Excellent stuff. JLB, maybe he's a fake character too. Yeah, maybe he is. I'm a big fan of Gustave Le Bon, but he could be fake. He, in fact, let's be real, he probably is. Doesn't mean the book's not good. Yeah, yeah, boy. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Recommended list. That's what I'm talking about, man. So JohnLeBond.com, go and check it out. Oh, boy. Man, there's been some terrific content posted there recently. My most recent conversation with Angus from Melbourne. Uh, that was recorded on the 2nd, published yesterday. It took me a few hours to clean it up. But man, this Angus guy, he basically, let me tell you this, people learn about the baby hoaxes and many people get stuck there. The fake shootings, the fake whatever. They get stuck there. Some people do graduate to the science hoaxes, right? Usually they get stuck there. They get, they get caught like a, a mouse in a freaking mouse trap. They get stuck by flat earth, right? And that's, they're, never, they're never leaving because they're stuck. They can't go anywhere. But some people graduate from that, they get to the history hoaxes, right? They're starting to realize, hold on, all of history is fake. But by this stage, there's not many people left, man. It's like starting, it's like starting your, your freshman year, and there's a thousand in the cohort. By the time you get to the history hoaxes, 970 of them are gone, right? Never be heard from again. So there's not many people left by this stage. And then you start learning about sinks, man. And then it's like, holy shit, look what's going on with the sinks. And then you're down to about five people by this stage, right? And a lot of people get stuck there because they're all alone and they don't, they don't want to go any further. But if you keep going, what's on the other side? Angus, man, this guy, I think, has cracked a couple of codes. Yeah, yeah, boy. So if you remember JohnLeBond.com, go and check that one out. Available to all members right now. And also published this uh, video that I'm very proud of, Cosmo Speaking. Uh, those of you who know about Sync, I think you'll appreciate this presentation. It's uh, one hour, it's about 90 minutes. I talk about Chris Cornell. I talk about Chris Knowles, the Secret Sun Blogspot. Whole bunch of relevant stuff. Play some clips for you as well. I think you'll love it. Cosmo speaking, check it out. If you are a member of JohnLeBond.com, yeah, yeah, boy. Oh, and then the test. I had a lovely testimonial from Dante from New York, which I finally republished into its own post. Lovely testimonial. Thank you very much, Dante, for that. Just a whole bunch of stuff here at JohnLeBond.com. Go and check it out. 37 Things Normies Believe. You don't need to be a member to check that one out. Link in the info box below. And 37 Things Conspiratards Believe. What's on the list for next week? If just enough normies wake up, there will be a tipping point from which the cradle will rock, the bow will break, and down will come the life system. Well, that's very similar to number five. So I think we'll touch on that a little bit next uh, week. Gold and silver. If only we use gold and silver again, we'll be better off. Many conspiratards believe that. We'll talk about that next week. And 37 things normies believe. What's on the list for next week? Ah, oh, magical weapons which could destroy millions of humans instantly and suddenly. People really do believe that. We'll talk about that next week. Let's have a look here. So we talked about credit, uh, the Huglars runes, yeah, yeah, boy, the mailbag. We'll come back to Dirty Bunny next week. The voicemail, Dark Matter Digital Network, Infinite Plane Society, JohnLeBond.com. Oh, boy, lots of good stuff here. Thank you very much, everybody, in the comments for your comments. Really do appreciate it. Let's read a couple more, then we'll wrap it up. We'll start the after show in just a moment. Uh, Validation Boy says, Ultrasound is sound waves, not radioactive toxins. That's why ultrasound texts do not have any higher rates of cancer. <laughs> uh, maybe I was giving you too much credit, uh, validation boy. Maybe I was giving you too much credit. Uh, you know what, validation boy? You've gone from uh, you've gone from chocolates to boiled lollies very quickly. I have to say, very quickly. That's a shame. 
Well, this this goes back to what I was saying before. We had a, we had a conversation five years ago, and I said to you, "VB, you're smart. Okay, you're articulate. This scene needs more people who are movers and shakers. You can be one right now." And that was five years ago. And since then, things have worked out well for what I'm doing. They haven't worked out well for what you're doing. Why is that? I think we both know why. But whatever. Uh, you seem happy, man. You're probably happy just doing your thing. That's cool. Being at the tip of the spear is not for everybody, brother. Most people are not cut out for this. Um, oh, then BB makes a comment about how oh he's just trying to do tit for tat. Yeah, well that's that's because you're juvenile, bro. All right, so that'll go, that's going to do us for today, guys. April five, twenty twenty one. This has been apostasy number eight, guys. The tenth episode, the eighth official. Apostasy.com. You'll find all of the previous shows, plus the future shows. Go and check it out. IPS's Patreon, my website, links in the info box below. I'll see you for the after call. That's where the real fun begins in five minutes at the JLB Discord server. And uh, next week, like I said, we'll play the uh, we'll play the voicemails that you guys put through during the week. I hope you will. And I'll read out Dirty Benny's comment. Looking forward to that. And uh, everything's going to be fantastic. So let me just go and find my apostasy outro. Sereno to take us out. Thank you very much, guys. I'll see you all for next week's episode at midday, Monday, US Eastern Time. I hope that I'll see you all there. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. But until then, wish you guys an excellent week and uh, all the best for the future. You've so- been listening to The Apostasy Show. Stream via the Dark Matter Digital Network in association with the Infinite Plane Society. Check out apostasyshow.com for all past episodes and to learn more about how we plan to make apostasy great again. It's okay to question what we think we know. And that's the whole point of the Apostasy Show. Until next time, take care of yourselves.